We're so, hot. people. We're people corrupting people. This is just like most Americans. Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 18 of Dying Scene Radio. Fucking finally. <laughs> I know it took us a while. I know you were probably wondering where we were. We, we will explain further. Basically, it's just fucking we're old and life got in the way. That's but true. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Anarcho-Punk. With me, as always, is my best bud, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say hi to the nice listeners, Roberto. How's it going, guys? Been a while. Uh, they can't respond, Bob. You can't really ask them questions. How's it going, uh, as, gals, always, as well? We're going to be talking about all of the noteworthy scene news from the last couple uh, months, really, yeah. I guess, um, that you were probably too lazy to read, although by this time you've probably heard most of these stories. Um, but, you know, I got to keep the little, uh, what's our little intro here alive. Uh, but we're also going to be playing some dope new music from emerging artists that you were probably too lazy to discover. And that is probably a true statement still. Um, <clears throat> so I say that, uh, that, that you know, we're going to be covering this news. But again, uh, we've been uh, slow in our uh, end of the deal, I guess, with the podcast. Uh, but DyingScene.com, the website actually uh, as a whole, has been having some issues lately. And there hasn't been much news published lately. Uh, so I guess it was in mid-November, uh, we started having some issues with our WordPress, which I guess is the uh, platform that we do our publishing on the website. Uh, and apparently, uh, the apps that we have are uh, severely out of date, and it's taking a lot longer to get those fixed and updated. Uh, Dave assures me that he's working on it, and we're getting pretty close to resolution. Thus, we're recording an episode. Uh, but I don't want to put the blame solely on him, Bob. We dragged our feet a little bit, didn't we? You could just put it on me. You don't have to put it on us. Oh, uh, no, I would never. We're a team, buddy. When you lose, I lose. And I'm always losing with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, no, I mean, you, it's family shit, man. You, you had a big move. You had some renovations you had to do and clean up and getting the house ready to move in. You had your computer die on, on, on top of all that. So I get it. Well, that was, that was really uh, the big part of it. I mean, the move was a thing, but then trying to get my computer fixed while I moved. So... My computer took a shit on me and I couldn't see the screen, so I thought the whole thing crashed. So I backed up my computer. I was able to like <clears throat> sort of back way hack into it by targeting the drive a different way. And I, I saved everything, thank goodness. <clears throat> and then reset it and thought it'd work and it didn't and tried a million different things. And eventually I took it into a shop and they confirmed one of my suspicions that I didn't want to do, but they said that the GPU card was messed up on it and um, that I should just get a new computer because I just bought a house. I had no money for a computer. So essentially <laughs> I, I took a, a route that I read on the internet and they said to take out my GPU of a Mac, which is sort of a challenge. You take the whole fucking computer apart, the logic board and everything. Oh, wow. Take the GPU off and bake it in the oven for eight minutes at 400 degrees. I did yeah, it. I thought you, you texted me that, and I thought you had misspelled something nope. at first. No, I misspelled <laughs> nothing. I legitimately baked part of my computer in the oven for eight minutes at 400 <laughs> degrees, and it reset all the soldering pins, I guess, because my computer sits... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, vertically, that okay. um, some of the things that when they get really heated up start oh, to melt and fall off, and 
that's fucking amazing. It, it fixed it. I plugged it back in and it fucking started up and it took an hour and a day or I, I, it took forever for the thing to fucking load up and then it still wouldn't do it the next day. But I eventually, I don't know, maybe it just needed to boot a couple times, but it worked and out. And I guarantee you're still not going to be saving up for a new computer. You're no. just going to wait uh-uh. for this to die again. And- I, I, I feel like it's fixed. I will. I feel like it's big problems. I put it in the oven. Problem solved. <laughs> it did. It, I mean, it worked. So the only thing I need to do is uh, I'm going to shut my computer off at nights now as opposed to restarting it so it doesn't get so hot. See if I can't replace a fan. But it seems like it's been running okay, although I haven't used it much. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And then in okay. the, the midst of that, we finally moved and we're in our house. We've been in here for almost six weeks now. And uh that was a lot. I mean, I was gone for two weeks of that at my sister's for Thanksgiving and shit. And so, I don't know. Yeah, it's been... And we had, a, I was going to say, we had a holiday in the middle there too. So that yeah. didn't help anything. So. No, hasn't helped anything. And I mean, it's a, a ton of excuses and it's just me being unprepared in life and not ready to go with shit. But you know what? Well. Who isn't? Well, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, if Even if we had been ready, uh, we don't really have a website to post it to right now. So That's true. Uh, hopefully, but, but this uh, is really 18.5. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah, did Yeah, because 18. we did record it. <laughs> yeah, I was we in did. the midst of mixing it down, and it uh, was all almost ready. If I was a little bit quicker with it, we would actually have it done, and this would be episode 19. But... Um, yeah, we got fucked yeah. up and set behind, and but uh, I don't know. I feel good about it. I feel like we're back, and and I think we'll be on track and ready to go in nine, 2020. We'll be uh, a new year, and we'll pull through pretty quickly here. So I think so, and it's always good to keep the people wanting, you know, yearning for more. So I think a little absence uh, probably made their hearts grow fonder. Oh, Yomi Coke. You think? Nah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't think it works that way with uh, with my wife. I think absence. Uh, Probably makes her happy, as it does with most people. But I'm just a big asshole, so uh, that's uh, that's true. I've been a lot happier with you around lately, so I'm I'm working on it. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to some house cleaning here. Now that we shot the shit a little bit, uh, our intro song for this episode was imported all the way from the Principality of Asturias in Spain. That was Amplify with Fascination. Uh, that one is the lead track from the quartet's newest LP, Deadlines, uh, although they have been around since, uh, I guess, around 2017. Uh, so a newer band popping up there abroad. Uh, never been to Spain. Bob, have you? Never been to Spain, but I would love to go. I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to go over there and check out. Uh, the, uh, Mrs. Anarchopunk and I were just talking about maybe taking a trip abroad, and I thought it would be cool to maybe take a... Uh, a night and go see a punk show somewhere and shoot a punk show in another country. That would be really uh, cool. Yeah, we're going to see. Uh, maybe if we go to uh, France, we'll stop by Lyon and see my friends in Lashing Fred. Lashing Fred. Maybe they'll put on a show just for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe. <clears throat> I mean, maybe. You never know. Um, but yeah, so it's been a while. Normally, we like to cover the shows that we've seen since last we talked. Uh, but man, uh, I realized just how many shows I go to when I was trying to add all of the shows up that I've been to since the last one. And even since uh, a couple days ago when I updated this list, it's already uh, outdated because I don't have one of them up here. But 
Uh, let's just see really quick. Uh, Red City Radio, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Hot Water Music, Pity Party, Dog Party, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Twice. Uh, some local bands, Slap Happy, The Vanilla Milkshakes. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Twice. The Lawrence Arms, The Bouncing Souls, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, No Effects. All of those were at Red Rocks for the Pumpkin Drop Lake Festival, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's what we talked I about also, in the last episode is how that yeah, went. Then, now, yeah. now it's been <laughs> so three months. Out of date. We've had uh, over two feet of snow here in Denver Jesus. since then. Um, I also got to see Dial Drive finally. That was awesome. I saw Right On Kid uh, with another couple of local bands here, Barry Mia and Wild Lives, who if you ever get a chance to check out a Lyle, uh, Wild Show, uh, a live show from Wild Lives, it's a wild you should definitely live check show. it out. It's incredible. They, uh, the lead uh, singer has a ton of stamina. I like lead singers when they don't play instruments because they can get crazy. If yeah. you don't get crazy as a lead singer... Um, and you don't play an instrument, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'd agree. Absolutely um, agree. You can't just stand around. And that's only about halfway through my list here. I also saw All Waffle Trick, Clowns, who we'll talk to a little bit later on this episode, Overtime, Decent Criminal, Make War, Face to Face, Lagwagon, Tightwire, The Bomb Pops, Mast Intruder, Boss's Daughter, Then I Fly, A Little Off, Younger Than Neil, P. Lander Z, which was a fucking crazy show. Uh, the Swashbuckling Doctors, Lawsuit Models, Sorry Sweetheart, Couch Bombs, Audio Karate, Slap Happy Again, State Drugs, and Filthy Hearts. Friends <laughs> and filthy How was Make War? When I'm with you, just like fireflies, I'm lighting up the scary dark sky. How was Make War? Uh, pretty fucking incredible. I yeah. actually, that was one of the f- uh, few shows that I abused my power as a photographer. And I spent the whole set in the pit, in the photo pit. <laughs> That's awesome. So I was just leaned up on the stage watching the whole thing. Nice. Um, but it was still pretty empty. I wouldn't do that if the venue was crowded. Were, were uh, they uh, Were they pretty good? I, I like their album before last a lot, and I tried to give their new album um, a listen or a spin a few times, and I was just not mm-hmm. feeling it the way I was the previous one. But I've had so much going on, I also really haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to new music. Yeah. And, and try it so i'm not sure like where i'm at with that i need to take a minute to or a day to to sit down and really go through it all again and see what i like and what i don't like i don't like it quite as much as their first album yeah that's uh, my first but impression. their first album was also filled with songs that they had carried over from their really old school uh, french and uh, sad and french yeah. days when they yeah. were acoustic and i had been listening to to them already for a couple of years uh, this new one of, uh, is a lot more of their newer music, which I haven't heard, and um, I think it, I think it's one of those that will grow on you. Yeah. I don't know if I've listened to it enough for it to be on my albums of the year list, right. uh, but it is on there in pencil, and it might get uh, a little bit more bolded as we go. Yeah, when I cool. listen to it, the better I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't assume you've been to very many shows since last we spoke, huh? I mean, the last <laughs> we spoke, you knew I went to the, the Clowns and Mean Jeans show. Um, of course, I got to the interview with Clowns, and I think literally that's it. I mean, I had a show uh, at some point. Uh, yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't even remember because life's been so crazy. We Oh, we played the Scott. Oh, my God. My band <laughs> released an album. <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Sleepy Valley came out with an album, finally, yeah. after like some of the songs we recorded four fucking years ago, and so we finally uh, <clears throat> ended up getting it released. So 
Hey, there's uh, now is the time big. and place to do it. Hey. Let's talk about it. Yeah. When? What is? What's the name of it? Uh, Long, bright, dark, and it was going to be like three volumes of EPs, and it's just taking us so long. We're like, fuck it, let's throw it out. And I have no idea how many songs are on there. I couldn't tell you because so much shit has been going on. I haven't had the time to really be a part of everything. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but. Uh, it came out. I'm I'm not extremely happy with how everything sounds in the end, but of course I didn't do a lot of the um, the mixing, and my mixing would sound much shittier than the album sounds. But I would have the feeling that it wants. The, I mean, the mixing is amazing on the album, um, and there are songs that turned out really, really good. So it's out. I'm happy with it. It is uh, the album. It is going to be and, and has to be because. Uh, we take for fucking ever, but yeah, so I had a show, I guess, and we did that. And the only other thing I tried to do, um, but it's been such a, a small amount of time in a cramped space is that, um, the, uh, singer from, uh, Joyce Manor. Joyce Manor, um, his name's Barry Johnson. And uh, one of the guys from Toys That Kill, Todd Condrilleri or whatever, um, opened a bar. And I've talked about this before. They were going to open a bar in San Pedro called uh, The Sardine. Um, And that finally opened on Friday. And uh, so Friday I actually left out of town for the weekend and got back last night. I'm like, do I have time to go Sunday night? And I was just fucking exhausted. So I'm going to try and make it out there uh, this weekend or next weekend. But I'm excited to go. It's a coffee shop during the morning they open at 10 or 10 30 and they sell records and this and that and then at night it turns into a bar with live music and uh, live comedy or djs or whatever so i'm really stoked to have that just a few miles from my house um so hopefully i'll get a lot of shows in, uh, under my belt there um but uh yeah other than that like not really any shows but an album i released an album hey you got yeah that's better than a show you released an album yep uh excellent job um as always, uh, all of those shows, I think, I don't think there was any that I didn't shoot. Uh, you can always check out on Instagram at Dying Scene uh, or on my personal page at anarchopunk.la. Uh, or you could always follow uh, at Colorado Punk Rock Army. I also throw some pictures up uh, on there. I'm more on Facebook. I don't really control their Instagram, but I do uh, upload pictures to the Facebook over there as well. So give them a follow as well if you want to see my full portfolio. Or... Actually, don't. The pictures are all kind of the same. Or what? Or there's a magazine you could check out. I don't know if you want to drop that or not. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, So I did go um, to see Audio Karate. Audio Karate at Streets of London here in Denver, um, and uh, the band contacted me about a week or so later asking if they could use one of the pictures for their interview in the LA Weekly. So definitely pick up the latest episode uh, or issue of LA Weekly. Um, I guess it'll probably be pretty outdated by the time this <laughs> airs because it's already about a week or two old now, but uh, yeah, you could probably find it online too. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now I can, um, I guess, legitimately say I was published. Yeah, you are published a published photographer. photographer, and I got two copies for you to send to you. Not just one, but two, because, I don't know, you never You're know if one gets damaged, or uh, maybe you want to frame one and keep one in a box somewhere. I don't know. I just grabbed you two. 
You're the best, and that's why I love you. Uh, yeah, now I was thinking I could now charge double my price of zero dollars <laughs> as a published photographer. <laughs> or you could at least uh, up it to a beer. Yeah, that's usually the case. I've had people buy me beer. That's about as much as I'm willing to accept. Yeah. Fuck capitalism, right? That's how we met. I bought you a beer. I was like, what's your name, darling? It's the best, it's the best way to meet me. <laughs> Buy me a beer, I'm yours forever. Yep, here we um, are. You'll have a podcast with him all these years. And later. next thing you know, <laughs> you'll have a podcast with me. Yeah. Um, and speaking of podcasts, let's get back to it. I'm sure the people have been yearning for music more than they have been yearning to hear about our, sorry, pathetic lives. So we'll kick the next block of music off, as we always do, with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. This one is Cold Rex with The Season. Many times. 
from the new album, This Could Be Okay. That was the Cold Rex with The Season. That was uh, Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. Hit another home run. I don't think he's whiffed on one yet. He's a smart man, that <laughs> Dave. Now, if he could only figure out how to fix the damn website, we'd be doing all right. Does he do the website stuff or does somebody else? No, no, no. He's pretty inept when it comes to stuff like that, obviously. Oh. We need an IT department. If you're out there and you're listening. If you're out there. You um, could have fixed my computer and fixed the website. Yeah, right. We're having IT problems You would have everywhere. saved the scene. Look at that. Um, yeah, so the Cold Rex, they're from New York. They describe themselves as dad rock for pump, pop punkers and pop punk for emo kids. And emo for dads. <laughs> uh, pretty, does that bring uh, it full circle? It's a lot to... No, not even. No. Uh, I guess, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a lot to unpack. If you really sit there and think about it for a while, it'll fuck your brain up. <laughs> uh, but uh, they have... Um, obviously, they're going out on the road. Uh, they... I uh, believe they're still out on the road. Uh, check Facebook for more details. That's what I tell everybody. I don't know. I don't have time to check all this shit. I'm a busy man. Check for yourselves. <laughs> I think that's your job on the podcast. <laughs> News for people too lazy to read. And then we're like, we're too lazy. Look it up. Yeah, well, I mean, I did most of the reading. I'm telling you where they're from. I'm telling you the album name. I'm, I'm telling you the track name. I How much know. more can I give and you? And you do more Sometimes than you me have on to, that. So, yes, you're good. Well. Uh, you provide um, a much-needing punching bag, so thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, moving on from my old stomping grounds there in Van Nuys, California, the jewel of San Fernando Valley, this is The Lungs with their newest single, Visitant.
That was Visitant from the Lungs. Those are my buddies up there in Van Nuys. Wonderful you've, Van Nuys. You've mistaked Van Nuys as a jewel or a crack rock for a jewel. Van Nuys is not a jewel. It is a crack rock. Well, Fat Mike lives there now. Um, yeah, so those guys, uh, they had a lockout uh, there in Van Nuys near the brewery. You know where the brewery is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of so breweries, a, but I'm assuming like where all the... The Budweiser. Yeah, the big one. Oh, that like. one. Okay. I know. I didn't yeah. know there was lockout spaces over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had um, they had one up there. It was uh, called Beer City Studios. Okay. Um, and they shared it with uh, the guys over in Total Massacre. And then I think there was another band. Yeah. Uh, but they used to have shows up there. Really cool. Uh, and they Well, they still do, I think, uh, especially near the end of summer. They have the Endless, uh, endless Bummer show that I think they've done for <laughs> years in a row. So if you're up there, you should definitely uh, check out those shows. Lots of fun. Um, lots of... Uh, DIY fun yeah. there at the lockout. They actually just open up the uh, the garage door and blast out. Nice. Lots of fun. Nice. Yeah, miss it up there. Um, all right, Bob, you want to do another song? Let's do another song. Doesn't really matter what you want to say. I was going to do one anyway. Mm, you're probably uh, going to do it because I said to AP, so do it. And I was, re- oh, Ooh, I like it when you get forceful. Do it now. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this next one I'm pretty stoked about. Uh, this is Heavy Eyes from The Carolyn. Nine cups of coffee, but my eyelids are still heavy, and my mind is racing too fast to fall asleep. And I force myself into a purgatory of staying up through the night Cause I don't trust myself to get out of bed on time And the candle flickers most in the sunrise light Flying before it dies Oh, now heavy eyes Don't keep tracking me and act surprised When things move out a place for you When our arrangements to rendezvous fall through
That was the Carolyn from Hotlanta. The name of the track was Heavy Eyes, and that is uh, um, that from I think that was from their e- last EP, um, which I believe now they might have put out a full length, which was a combination of some of their earlier EPs. Uh, and that was uh, the gripe that I did on our previous recording. I was like, "Oh man, you guys have an EP and like two singles. It's time to put out a full length." And I think in our delay, they actually did it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. You might need to research that, too. Sometimes I have some old notes on here. I'd like to say your griping paid off, but nobody heard it. Yeah, but nobody heard it. So, it was really just a manifestation. So, even better, right? There you go. They don't even have to hear it before (laughs) they do it. Um, But, no, I've been meaning to put these guys on the list for a while. And and, um, uh, one of our uh, buddies from Rough Dreams, Jake, sent it in. Um, I actually mentioned them a couple months ago and I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I kind of forgot. And then they hit me up and they were like, Hey, uh, Jake told you to play us. And I was like, Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) definitely. (laughs) So we get busy. Don't ever hate us. You guys, if we don't play you, if we say we do, we will definitely get around to it and see it worked out probably better out this time because I think that you guys have a little bit more music out now to listen to. Yeah. So definitely check out the Carolyn. Uh, I hope they go on tour, and I hope if they do, they come through Denver. Can I manifest that too? You could try, but I think the key is that nobody has to hear this in order for it to happen. Oh, well, nobody listens to this shit. We're good. All right, there you go. (laughs) Moving on. How about some lo-fi garage punk? It's been a little while since we've had something a little gnarly here. Uh, This one comes to us all the way from Talacchio, Italy. This is the Dick Dastardlies with Watch Me Go. Don't go me 
That was Watch Me Go from the Dick Dastardlies, all the way from Italy. Uh, that one is from the new nine-track LP, Buraku Demon King, which is now out okay. via our friends over at Slack Record. Um, what, you got something to say about the song? No. The I, album name? I wonder Baraku what the Demon album King. name means, that's all. I don't know. I don't know. Your mother wouldn't approve. Baraku Demon King. Yeah. Sounds like something... Uh, they would definitely frown upon. My parents would not like it. You listening to that devil music? Hey, yeah. uh, you said nobody listens to uh, this podcast, but um, one of our episodes is at over 900 listens, and it's only like two episodes ago. Like We're averaging around 700 an episode now. We're, we're continuing to grow pretty steady. It's great. Yeah, we'll have to see what our little delay here did. I wonder uh, if we dropped off any. I know there was a couple people that were asking about it. So, Well, the goal this year will be to top 1,000 downloads and plays an episode. Let's see if we can... Uh, I'm sure we can get that on an episode. Let's see if we can't get that like an average or something. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Maybe it'll be this one because everybody will be so excited that we're back. Maybe. Or maybe I'm going to have to get a newer interview. I got to start looking. Mm. Next episode's going to be, uh, you know, whatever the episode is, albums of the year. Yeah. So that's going to give true. me some time to find a nice little, uh, nice interview I can grab, snag. You need to, um, yeah, we need to tighten up that list. I know you haven't been working on it. No, I haven't. In fact, I've just been adding to it. I haven't tightened anything up. <laughs> Every once in a while, I, I'll like come across a new song. Every once in a while, I'm like, fuck, this is going on there. I got to listen to this album again. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of how mine goes. I don't know what it's up to now, but it's uh, it's pretty unwieldy right now. It's <laughs> definitely got to got to be trimmed some. Yeah. Um. All right. Look. Hey, we played some music. Now it's time for my second favorite part of the show. It's time for the news. Do, Do the news. So, like I said, uh, the website's been down for a little bit, uh, and we haven't been able to post any news stories, um, which is very unfortunate for a news website. Um, this but is true. Uh, before it went down, uh, we were posting some really good interviews, and I wanted to take a moment to recognize uh, some of our writers, especially now that they've been uh, without anything to do for a while. A writer that can't write's pretty pretty fucking useless. Um, but we had some really good interviews, uh, and those are still up. So you can still go over to the website. Uh, all the old interviews are up. Uh, so we've still got music streaming, just nothing new for the past, I don't know, four weeks or so. Um, some of the best interviews, uh, in my opinion, um, we had uh, Miggy Chen. We're going to fight. We're going to win. We're making skate a fucking better again. We're on the prowl for something cool. We're going to shut your empty swimming pool. We're doing side Miggy Chen. We interviewed about uh, his new book, which I put on my Christmas list, if Santa's listening. Uh, we also had um, an interview up with uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, uh, Joe Gittleman. That one was pretty interesting. You gotta, um, uh, I like whenever we get uh, interviews uh, with the more globally recognized bands, the bigger bands, mm -hmm. um, because that's not, you know, we don't get very many of those. Um, so it is always fun to see those up there, especially when it's uh, such a well-known uh, 
ska band. Sure. Uh, we also had Jason Cruz, which we've interviewed here before. He was also nice enough to uh, talk with Jay. I believe they talked a lot about his children's book and some of his art, uh, art the art side of his mini talent. Yeah. Uh, they also have an interview with Jake Burns of Stiff Little Fingers, uh, an interview with The Miserables, which was uh, very amusing. Um, if you haven't uh, heard the band, they're really good. But the interview, just standalone, was very amusing, so definitely check that out. Uh, and then uh, most recently, I think uh, the, I think it was the newest one, um, with uh, David Tejas from The Casualties, the new lead singer. So... Pop on over to Dying Scene anyway. Uh, you know you can uh, have plenty of other outlets for news right now to keep you uh, in the know. But for now, you can check out some of the older interviews that we have, stream some of the music uh, uh, from some of our featured artists, and uh, still give us some clicks because we still need them so that we can afford an IT team. Clicky, clicky. Just like Bob says, clicky, clicky. Um, how about some legal news? Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, always. Nobody wants to hear that. No, definitely not. Um, But how about this? How about if it's about the offspring? What in the world happened to you? The offspring. How about if if it's about the offspring getting sued? Let's hear it. Now you're a little more interested. Why would they be getting sued? So... The offspring bassist, Gregory, Greg K. Kreisel, who has been absent, uh, from, oh, absent from performing with the band for several months, has filed a federal lawsuit against two of his bandmates, uh, vocalist and guitarist Brian Dexter Holland and guitarist Kevin Noodles Wasserman, alleging trademark infringement and breach of partnership agreement over the rights of the offspring name. Huh. So got ourselves a little legal battle here uh if you want to i don't know why you would want to but the court document uh, is uh, we have a link up uh, at dyingscene.com for you to read it in its entirety or you could download it and take it on the road with you read it on the train interesting oh, no. he's suing them over their name that's it just the name um, well, so I guess so. So, although the offspring have neither responded to the lawsuit or released a lot of information uh, regarding the status here, uh, he is still listed uh, as a member on the Facebook page and official website. Although that might be outdated now, too. I should have probably checked some of this stuff. I'm, I'm on their page. What's his name? Uh, Greg, Greg K. Greg K. is listed as a past member. Okay. So they updated it and still give him his recognition. So... Um, yeah, there's a little legal news for you. How about the legal corner of, of dyingscene.com? If we can't get an IT department, I doubt we're going to get a legal department. So currently um, he's being filled in from Todd Morse of H2O. H2O. Just a little fun now. Yep. Uh, I think originally they said he was filled in um, uh, Tony Canal from No Doubt. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yep, and then Todd Morse. Yep. uh, Yeah, so they're supposed to be putting out uh, their long-awaited 10th studio album. Um, I think that's coming out in 2020, so they'll have a new basis. Well, that'll be interesting. I guess. Uh, They'll be better off without him. 
Fuck him, little bitch. It's like the, uh, yeah, like the whole Misfits thing. Yeah. Their whole legal troubles. Yeah, but they're all together now, despite their legal troubles, aren't they? Eh, I don't know. I can't keep track of them. They're too sweaty. Uh, fuck legal news. Let's get on to a little bit more uh, entertaining. Please news. and thank you. Uh, World Inferno Friendship Society. I've seen you in the face I've aged. You beautiful fuck up for casually brain. The name is lonely and it helped me. World Inferno Friendship Society will, re- will release their long-awaited new album on January 17th, 2020. All borders are porous to cats. Fucking incredible cat uh, album name. Uh, that will be the name of this seventh full length, and it's going to be released via Alternative Tentacles. All right. The album's release coincides with the release of the accompanying book. Accompanying book. God, that's a stupid word. Accompanying book. One Smashed Window for Every Divided Soul, an illustrated combination of tour, journal, and narrative exploration of Cat and his travails. The book acts as a companion piece to the album. Uh, so to get you in the mood for the new record, the band released a single. You can check that out uh, definitely over at DyingScene.com. name of the track is Freedom is a Wilderness Made for You and Me. Interesting. Um, and uh, in support of the album, the band is also going out on tour. By the time this airs, there might be one date left, December 31st in Brooklyn. So definitely check that out. Uh, their uh, final show of the tour. And um, I'm sure it's going to be a blast. Cool. Just in time for their album to be released a few weeks later. Um, Bob, what do you think of World Inferno Friendship Society? You ever... I am not fam- no, I'm not familiar with them yeah. at all. Oh, they're like one of them really big mega bands. They got like 13 members. They've been on a, a couple uh, uh, Stizza projects. I can't remember if it was Leftover Crack or Choking Victim. Yeah, no, I fucking literally have no idea. But yes. Yeah, so that's when I first heard them, and then I um, started checking out a little more of their music. Uh, definitely should uh, give them a listen. I, and You've already missed the Los Angeles date that came in through November. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe in the new year when the album comes out uh, again, maybe they hit the road to, to support it even further. Yeah. And maybe they'll come through together. I think that would be a really fun show to shoot. I, I want to check them out because their current drummer, which there's no way I would have known this otherwise, but <clears throat> is not only a former member of Reagan Youth, but also the Monkees. I don't even fucking understand that. The monkeys. The monkeys. Like, okay. hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Like the TV show. That's what it says. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's wow. true or not, but that seems weird. It seems it like it'd be too old to, to do that. There's got to be another one. Thanks, Wikipedia, for fucking me up and making me look stupid. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I believe this. Why would you go to Wikipedia? <laughs> what do you mean, why would I go to Wikipedia? Uh, that's a horrible well, could, No way, they're giving me tons of like associated acts Every member in here, it says what their other group was So um, you uh, mentioned earlier that somebody from um, one of Stizz's bands or whatever But Lucky Strano, the guitar player from Morning Glory Well, 
was in their band mm-hmm. at uh, some point in time. Um, Brian Glone, the drummer from Dresden Dolls and Nine Inch Nails, did and Morning Glory did something with them. Um, uh, Ara from Leftover Crack and the Slackers and Star Fucking Hipsters. Um, yeah. The accordion, piano, and backing vocals for Antisocial Music and Against Me. His name, Franz Nicolay or whatever it is. I mean, it gives you lots of references, so just that one seems... No, you just have to assume it's all correct, I guess, is the real drawback to Wikipedia, right? Well, yes. Did they ever fix that? But isn't, isn't, that, isn't that the internet? You have to assume <laughs> That's a whole that the internet is correct? I guess you got, guess you got a point there. Um, something that I know is true, because I heard it right from the source, Florida Punk's Wolfface... Wolfface are streaming the first three songs off their upcoming album, Still Golden, which is due out in the past. It came out on December 10th. Uh, But that was out via our very good friends on Say 10 Records. Um, Of course, now the whole album is streaming. um, But I really am excited because uh, I want these guys to tour. I've been wanting to see Wolfface for a really long time. And if I know Bob, normally... After I say the name of the band, the, the news piece is about, Bob goes in and drops in a song. So and We haven't discussed it, but I know which song he's going to put in. And well, I don't know the name of the song. I just know the music video. <laughs> what was the name of the, the song? Name? I can't even remember right now because you just always call it the Dick Song. <laughs> the Dick Song. Uh, so they are the band who I don't think you can find it anywhere, but if you, uh, we've talked about this before, if you just reach out to the band on Facebook, they'll send you the uh, I Vimeo. They ended up, I think they ended up putting it on Pornhub. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think they did. I think I saw an article where they said they put it on. Uh, that is fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they had a song where they just took... Um, Fucking one of Metallica's songs and drew dicks all over the music video. <laughs> and everything's a dick. The microphone's a dick. The drumsticks are dicks. Everything are dicks. And I, it couldn't have been more artistic. It's fucking fantastic. It was fucking genius. One yeah. of the best videos I've ever seen. Uh, so I'm happy. Yes. So I definitely want to catch these guys. Their shows look like uh, a ton of fun if you're not familiar. Uh, they dress up like Teen Teen Wolf and play punk music about that's like Teen Wolf themed. Yeah, very cool. And make and make fun of Metallica. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty stoked for the new album. Uh, I did. I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing in its entirety uh, or in order, uh, but I have heard some of the new songs, and it is currently on on my albums of the universe. I don't think it'll make the cut just because it's like a little goofy album, but it's so much fun. It might just make it might just make the list. Yeah, nothing wrong with goofy, goofy albums. They just got to work extra hard. Yeah, I think they do. And anybody that can rile up Metallica that bad, <laughs> good in my book. Deserves a spot on my album. Go find the music video. Go find the music video. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Um, all right, Bob, what do you think about punk rock music, uh, Christmas music? 
I'm not that big of a fan, although I will say that over the weekend we listened to the Bad Religion Christmas or anti-Christmas album. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Christmas songs in general, but if I'm going to listen to one, it's going to be a punk Christmas song. Uh, and this year, uh, my favorite is Piebald. Hey! They've put out uh, the Christmas album. Piebald presents to you a music Christmas adventure. It's a whole adventure, Bob. All right. Weird. Uh, So that came out in November. It features three festive numbers. All I want for Christmas is to rage with my friends. (laughs) The Rebellion of Winter and Do Good Stuff. All three really fun and pretty much what you kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like what you've come to expect from them because they're a little more emo, but the music is is what you would expect. The sound is what you would expect. Okay. Um, although a little more joyous than maybe their normal yeah. topic. <laughs> well, I like um, that. All I want for Christmas is to rage with It's to rage with my friends. Yeah. yeah. Pretty... Uh, pretty fun even if it's not my favorite thing uh, i bet you we have a lot of fans that are uh, big time uh christmas buffs maybe i don't know <laughs> i would imagine people, people come from all walks of life and listen to punk rock i just like getting stuff is that bad getting stuff that's what the holiday's about for me i just want some stuff give me stuff okay well stuff sounds like uh you're capitalist i did say so myself Mr. Anarcho-Punk If that is your real name Apparently Uh, I've been questioned before, Bob Um, Alright, let's talk about some comps Because Bob loves comps I do And this first one's pretty old But it's such a fun story Um, And I've got a couple uh, Friends bands who are on the comps So I definitely want to bring some attention to it Uh, Boise Punk Label Hidden Home Records Has made everything on their band camp This was a few months ago um, Everything on band camp Pay what you want for the rest of the month uh, With all donated proceeds going to uh, a birthday gift for their mail guy Mike, who really helps them out with their mailers. Oh, so poor cool Mike! So now people are going to go buy um, stuff, and you're not going to get anything out of it, Mike. Well, maybe next year. Um, uh, but um, hit, that's Bob. You were so crass. Uh, <laughs> Hidden Home Records, one of their newest releases, uh, is a uh, punk rock compilation. Do you remember punk rock comps? Fittingly titled. I do. Uh, and I know Bob does. I do. This is their second volume, uh, and it had a bunch of great bands, um, notably our friends in Filthy Heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Forever Unclean, Wicked Bears, tons of others. Casual um, Friday, one of my favorites, oh, Casual Friday. Look at Bob. Bob's got even more. I was going to stop at three or four. Bob's going to keep it going. Hey. Keep on naming. No, there was a bunch it, of good ones on there. I, I just saw Wicked Bears, Casual Friday, and Forever Unclean, and those are the three that yeah. I liked. So, you know, figured I'd name one. So but, check out the comp, even though it's past Mike's birthday, and he won't be able to get any of your contributions. 
Uh, the music is all good, and you can't go wrong with a, a, a compilation album. Bob highly recommends comps. I, I, that's how, yeah, you get into music. We're going to talk about comps a little more later. I've got a feeling. Uh, I've got a feeling. We are, as a matter of fact. I got a whole string here. Um, the next one uh, is actually one that you can participate in. I, I, you might not be able to. Um, again, we're on a little bit of a delay here. But Denizen Records uh, is releasing their um, second volume of uh, their anti-punk, anti-Trump compilation, Punk Against Trump. Uh, the record, uh, their original record. Uh, back in 2017, featured like 22, 25 bands, something like that, and included bands like The Dwarves. The Dwarves, uh, second in line, OC45, um, are really good friends in Voice of Addiction, Evening Call, Sky Tigers. So uh, right now, um, the owner of the label has an open call for bands that want to participate in Punk Against Trump Volume 2. Uh, so 100% of the proceeds of the first uh, album went to Planned Parenthood. Uh, they raised around $400, so that was pretty cool. And this year they're aiming to uh, put out another album, and with, uh, the proceeds are going to go to another nonprofit to be determined. Uh, but if you are interested, even if it is a little bit late, you can send an email in to punkagainsttrump at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more albums later on down the road, especially if this Yahoo gets reelected. Um, <laughs> even if it's but, too late for you to submit your band to it, you can then just look out for the album because it'll come out soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they said it's supposed to come out in early 2020, so definitely keep an ear out for that. Um, and I thought it was funny. We made a, a comment, on, and I guess it's semi-related, speaking of fucking Nazi pieces of shit, um, on, on our Facebook page we made a comment. Uh, we posted something, just a, an update about... Um, uh, you know, the issues that we were having with the website, we were going to be back and just giving everybody an update. And somebody came on there and posted just of their own volition on, in the comments. <laughs> they said, Hey, since you don't have anything else to do, why don't you stop following Bobby Pickles? <laughs> and I was like, That's a great idea. I didn't know our page was following, but, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with face, Facebook business pages, but like following a page and unfollowing a page is just a very convoluted process. It's uh -huh. not as easy as a, a personal page. So I went through that day. I didn't have a lot to do. I went through and I looked and looked and couldn't find where we were following him. So I responded and I was like, yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. We don't like him. He got cut like three years ago for being a fucking right wing fucking asshole. Um, and uh, I said, but, but I it, went through. But it looked. wasn't just that find... he was right wing. It's that he was fucking harassing people. And well, yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to, but he's also a right-wing piece of But, I mean, of shit, you just so. make it sound like we hate him for that, but he actually, like, actively, aggressively was doing things to yeah, bands. Yeah, no, dude, and I get... And, yeah, and he was chasing away, like, bands and, and yeah, harassing them. And Under the dying have, scene name. Right, and we still get some heat to that, and that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. I went to a show the other night where somebody brought it to my attention and said, like... um, because I guess they knew uh, with Colorado Punk Rock Army, uh -huh. um, somebody knew that I shot pictures for him. And they were like, well, you're affiliated with Dying Scene. And he was like, I mean, I guess kind of. 
um, like in a roundabout way. And they were like, well, that's fucked up because they're Nazis over there. And he was like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> it's really weird that he's still attached to that. So that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. He's not attached to Dying Scene, and he's definitely not attached to Dying Scene. But he's radio. definitely a Nazi. Um, and he's definitely a fucking Nazi prick. So he can go fuck himself. How about that? How about that for some news, bitch? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, I just thought it was funny. Somebody brought it up like totally out of nowhere. So why don't you stop following Bobby? <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's not just me that thinks he's a total fucking waste of space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but on to more uh, interesting news. How about that? Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep on the theme going here with comps because uh, one of my favorite record labels, Red Scare, has come up with a compilation of uh, 15 years of Red Scare music right. uh, featuring... 15 different bands with 15 different songs, including the copyrights. The copyrights. Sincere Engineer, Elway, Bomb Pops, Garrett Dale, Tightwire, Brendan Kelly, uh, Make War. Uh, so, and I don't know, maybe about five, six others. Nice. Um, and you can't really go wrong. Toby hits a home run every fucking time, man. I love Toby. I love everything he puts out. Yeah. And he's a hardworking guy. And he always gets back to me on email, regardless of where he is in the world. That's not something That's I can say about myself. No, no. He responds to me way more frequently than you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so check that out. That actually came out um, back in September, late September, uh, maybe early October. Um, but you can pick that up, you know, on Bandcamp, all the regular uh, sites. Uh, and great value, because you get a ton of bands. And a very small price. Yep. And that's why Bob likes compilations. So there's our segment on compilations. Uh, hey, randomly and really quickly, um, did you see the latest post from uh, Band-Aid Brigade? <laughs> Brigade on Instagram. I did. Would you like to break that news? <laughs> Would I like to what? Break the news? Uh, are you, is it about the release date of their album? Oh, uh, okay. Well, maybe that's the latest one. Yeah, the release date of their album is uh, January 21st. So we got about okay. a month, January 21st, 2020. Um, but uh, they, they had something where um, they said they had their first show in L.A. this last weekend, right? On Friday night right, or Saturday at the night. Yeah. Did you see the news after that? No. <laughs> okay. So they, they did an update about their first show where they said they borrowed all of their gear, sold zero shirts, left their merch at the venue, forgot it there, didn't settle and get paid, and then lost the keys to the Bomb Pops rehearsal space. <laughs> Uh, so I'm assuming they borrowed some of Jen's shit and, and lost it. Uh, Chris took all of Jen's pedals and cables back to Denver this morning. <laughs> Half the band is not allowed back in the venue. Uh, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Anyways, uh, you, when you mentioned the bomb, pop, bomb Pops, I just thought of that post really quick. So I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked for that album. 
I mean, also pretty fucked up, but yes, very funny. And I'm stoked to hear it. Actually, the second song they released, I liked. And I won't say I loved it. It just got stuck in my head is what happened. It did. Most of their songs get stuck in my head. Yeah, it's not, I don't listen to it. I'm like, this is so cool and groundbreaking. I listen to it. I'm like, what? And then later I'm like singing to it or dancing it or (laughs) humming it. And it's annoying is what it is. But whatever. I love the guys. Definite earwig. Yeah. Uh, Once Uh you listen to it a few times, it's, it's in your head the rest of the day. Yep. Um, and uh, how about speaking of another band that always puts uh, an earwig in my ear, uh, the Menzingers. I've been having a horrible time pulling myself together. The Menzingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've been pretty busy lately. Uh, they released uh, a single not too long ago from their new album, which is uh, out. It came out on October 4th on uh, Epitaph. Um, and the name of the album, uh, Hello Exile. Uh, listen to it, and it's pretty much um, what you would expect from the Menzingers. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking, but it's awesome to have more Menzingers to listen to. You know, you can only listen to the... Uh, three or four albums prior uh, so many times so it's always good to have something even if it is kind of the same sound and um, it's kind of the same thing I always say about uh, 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 Pennywise you yeah. kind of know what you're going to get but that doesn't mean it's bad it's I, something I, they're a little more diverse they're a little more diverse than Pennywise I would definitely argue that and um, I think I've said this before that I've never really been a fan of the Menzingers but I don't think what I have said before is that it's funny, I always catch myself, especially lately, I'll just turn on like Spotify radio of songs that I like, and uh, I'll be working on the house or mowing the lawn or doing something, and uh, I'm always like, oh, what band is this? This is cool. And it's always the Menzingers, like every time. And I'm like, I guess I like this band that I think I don't like. And then I'll listen to an album, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not really feeling it. But whenever they come up on the radio stuff, I'm always feeling it. So it's weird. I don't know if they're just better than some of the radio songs that come up because I also don't like a lot of the bands on the radio but it helps yeah. me get some diversity and find new things And but when I turn on their albums I'm like eh, no so I don't know I have a weird love-hate relationship with them maybe I should just uh, pick out single songs and make a comp of my own of them or a mix yeah, and uh, a enjoy them of, that way a Bob, a Bob's Best Bob's Of Bob's Best Of The Menzingers that would be a pretty good idea um yeah no, I was pretty uh, stoked about it, and their uh, the first single, which I said they, they released, they also released a video for, um, is a little bit uh, more political than I'm accustomed to hearing from them. It's called America, You're Freaking Me Out, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, yes, I agree. Uh, the uh, lead vocalist, Greg Barnett, said of the single, we're living in a pretty insane time where all you can think about every single day is what the hell is going on in this country. <laughs> but as I was writing the song, I realized that it's kind of always freaked me out, especially coming of age during the Iraq war. I love so much about America, but I think you can't deny that there are some people in power who are absolutely evil. His yeah. words, not mine. But I agree. Uh, Yeah, so check out the rest of the album. Uh, America, You're Freaking Me Out was uh, the first single. Um, And then uh, the rest of it. Classic Menzingers. Nice. Nice, Bob says. Nice. Well, That's his total way in. And he hasn't listened to the song because he doesn't like Menzingers. I might have listened to to the song because I always listen to all the new punk track 
mixes and stuff by Spotify. Um, hey, Bob. Hey, what? You get that thing I sent you? I did. You get that thing I sent you? I did get the thing you sent me. Did you see that thing I sent you? Yeah. I, I touched it. I clicked it. Oh. I watched it. So Bob's talking about the new Scockumentary. Pick it up. Ska in the 90s. Uh, a new documentary which explores third wave ska. It's um, out now on DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, probably like on, I don't know, Google, Amazon. Yeah, I would imagine it's on Google and Amazon and all that stuff. Uh, really cool uh, fucking documentary. I didn't even really know. Um, I thought I knew a lot about Scott until I watched that, and I was educated. Uh, Rancid and Operation IV lead man Tim Armstrong provides the narration for Pick It Up, Scott in the 90s, and is a story that's told by various members of key bands from the scene. Like all the so big bands. Got, I, was, yeah. I was literally trying to think of any big bands that were not included, and I couldn't come up with anything. Nope. Got pretty much all of them. We got a uh, real big fish, mighty mighty Boston's, less than Jake, Goldfinger, Safe Ferris, no doubt, Aquabats, Bob, the Toasters, <laughs> Sublime, the Mad Caddies, Dancehall Crashers, Hepcat, Bucka Nine, Interrupters, Specials, Suicide Machines, Pie Tasters, all of them, all of them, all the way down to, I don't know, Voodoo Glow Skulls and RX Bandits, yeah, Spring Heeled Jack, um. The movie itself was pretty fucking incredible. Uh, I Mike love sent the us movie. That. Mike Cubellis uh, from Earshot Media sent us that. Um, so we got a little bit of an advanced screener on it. Um, but the um, 30th anniversary tour, the Ska Parade 30th anniversary tour, um, which is going to be um, official screenings, uh, is going to be going on tour as well. And that's going to be the early part of uh, next year, January 18th through early February. Uh, looks like they're going to be having a, a showing here at the Bluebird Theater in Denver. Interesting. Bob, doesn't look like you have anything. Nothing there. Um, they've got Anaheim, Chain Reaction. Well, yeah, not going to Anaheim. I not might. That. No, why wouldn't I go to Anaheim? Well, I guess you're closer on your end. Well, I was up in the valley. Actually, I believe that day, maybe it's the day before I'm going to see RX Bandits. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You should go see RX Bandits and then go see the movie. Well, I think they might be at the in. same time. We'll see. Hmm. We will see. Anyways, it was a great movie. I loved it. Actually, why I was referencing uh, compilations earlier is because there was a point in the movie where they were talking about compilations um, and how um, that really helped the scene expand because there would just be, you know, a song on it and all the kids would come to the shows and sing the song off of the compilation and about how kids would money and, uh, save their money and, uh, mail in. Someone says, do exactly what his mom told him not to do and put money in an envelope, <laughs> put money in the envelope. and send, <laughs> send it off in the mail. Uh, and it's funny because I've, I don't know who said that. Um, I, I wanted to say it was uh, Mike from uh, Asian man records. Um, but I could be wrong. But he had a compilation called Mail Order is Fun um, <laughs> that came out in like 2003 or something or 2000. Mail Order is Fun from Asian Man Records. And that's how I learned about like Hepcat and um, the Pie Tasters and the Toasters and all those bands. So 
Um, and I mean, I knew about like the, a lot of the nineties ska before that, but that was how I learned about like the late nineties, early 2000 ska bands. But, um, it was great. Yeah. It was heartwarming. It was great stories. It was like through the eighties and stuff as well. It wasn't just the, yeah, 90s. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They kind of traced the history even back to like when it first started, you know, down in, in Jamaica and yeah. then kind of through the second wave as it, uh, propagated through um, England and then moved over to the U.S. for the third wave. So it's a really good education on um, on the genre as a whole. Like you said, with Tim Armstrong narrating all that history, who surprisingly can speak much more clearly than he can sing. <laughs> but you know it's him. <laughs> you do, but he articulates some things extremely well. Uh, which is hilarious because in my head I just hear Tim Armstrong going, "Is the black woman," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And then like on this, he's just super articulate. Uh, so, anyways, it was a ton of fun inside and out. I like how uh, Scott from Real Big Fish was out like interviewing people on the streets, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah I know Real Big Fish," and he'd just get a big smile on his face and keep talking, and <laughs> told yeah, a few people. If you, uh, check out uh, the dyingscene.com if you want some more information on the dates um, uh, for the uh, tour. Um, or you can probably just Google, pick it up, Scott in the 90s documentary, and be able to uh, stream that now while you wait for it to come to your city. I think I'm going to try and catch it also uh, when it comes here to Denver. Um, but speaking of uh, documentaries and punk rock documentaries uh, in more specifics. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, if everybody else out there is cutting the, the cable, uh, but I cut it probably, I don't know, three or four years ago, and I downloaded a channel called Tubi, T-U-B-I, and I really don't uh, use it for very much, but it has a very large catalog of punk rock documentaries for some reason, and they're all free. The app is free, the shows are free, um, and it probably has a dozen or 15 punk rock documentaries. Um, they have a, a Fat Wreck, uh, The Decline of Western Civilization, one through three, Salad Days, American Hardcore, 12 O'Clock High, um, Film Age, uh, Finding uh, Joseph, which is the H.R. Hudson story from Bad Brains. So probably about another 10 or so um, that are really just kind of focused on punk rock. And I don't know why Tubi has all of these documentaries, but if you uh, have some kind of streaming service like Roku or Amazon or something like that, download Tubi and check out all of the punk rock documentaries that are free. Yeah. That's the way they should be. Looks uh, looks like there's a lot of good stuff on there. And when I search punk yeah, on there, yeah. You also get yeah, and I mean the cha- the channel itself usually has some you know free TV kind of stuff on there, free movies which aren't yep. all horrible, but punky um, punky I mean, Brewster. If you search punk, you will find <laughs> punky, punky, Brewster. Yeah, punky Brewster. Fucking classic. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Just a little helpful hint if you're into punk rock documentaries like I am. Uh, if you're not, you should be. I don't get why you wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm into documentaries in general anyway. So. Yeah, but it wouldn't make sense to not learn the history of the music you enjoy. Especially if you can get it for free. That's kind of the way I think about it. Especially. Yep. Um, All right. That does it for the news. A little bit light this episode, but um, we'll make up for it. We'll play a little bit of extra music because we love you. I don't think that was light, but we'll still play extra music. No? 
No. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? It's our show. We'll do what we want to. That's true. Um, all right, let's kick off the next block of music uh, from the new self-titled full-length album. The next one here is Worse Than Death from Toronto's The Anti-Queens. <laughs> was the Anti-Queens from the Great White North with Worse Than Death. That one's from their newest full length, which is a self-titled. And I don't know about you, Bob, but that shit's just fucking poppy. That shit catches in my head. You were saying earlier that you have it like sticking in your head after you listen to... Yeah. Uh, Band-Aid Band Brigade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anti-Queens is like that for me. For yeah. some reason, it just kind of sticks in my head. That's what makes a good band. Uh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes people say, oh, well, you, if it's catchy, it's bad. Well, get the fuck out of here, man. No, it's just different. Uh, it can't all be hardcore. Well, I mean, even hardcore can be catchy. Like, you can well, get hardcore shit stuck in your head. Yeah, I mean, not as much, I don't think. They have hooks. Don't tell me that some of your favorite hardcore bands not as much you with a chant. Or not a, as much. All right. It's not as prevalent. Whatever. Black flag Whatever. going rise above. You got to rise above. Chanting that. You're not like, yeah, chanting it in your head. That's a catch. That's a hook. It's poppy. Uh, okay, Bob. 
Okay, you're right. Is that what you want to hear? Yep. You're right? Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, all right, moving things along. Next act is from Tampa Bay, Florida. This one is Television Supervision with Give Me a Girl. My life's a mess. Putting bricks up to a wall to stand fall. If I hear one more timid cross song About his daughter, I'm simply gonna snap I'm feeling I'm wasting my breath Give me a girl Give Me a Girl, 
off of their debut album, Waldo, from Tampa Bay, Florida, Television Supervision. All right. What that used to be, wasn't that the, what was Television Supervision? Why do I remember that? Mm, I don't know. Why would you remember that? Yeah, I think that? it was like a, like a special, like an after-school special or something. I don't know. But I, when I saw the name, I was like, holy shit, I forgot about Television Supervision. Yeah. I don't know what that uh, is. I don't know. Maybe I dreamed the whole thing, Bob. You could have. Taking a, taken a lot of drugs in my time. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that one was, I uh, found that one in the inbox. I think I found most of these in the inbox. I forgot to keep saying that. But yeah, that one popped up in the inbox. And that was a, a definite keeper. Starred that one in my Gmail. Made sure we got that one on here. So uh, from all the way down in the hot, steamy south. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kick things across the ocean. Munich, Germany is the home of our next band, and something a little bit different here. I like to I like to sit on the fringes sometimes. I don't like to stay right in, focused on punk. We're gonna get this one out on the fringes. This one's called "Dead But Breathing" from I Set Fire.
from Deutschland. That was I Set Fire with Dead But Breathing from their newest LP, Destroy, Create, Transform. And I don't even know how we classify that, but it's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. That one's one of those that you like kind of put on really loud, open up the windows and introduce your neighbors to some new music. Yeah. And uh, now you know what it means to be dead, but also breathing. Dead, but breathing. I feel that way every morning. My alarm. <laughs> I have to yeah. drag my ass into work. I know what you mean. <clears throat> dead, but breathing. But breathing. And ingesting lots of caffeine. Yep. Um, all right. Let's just keep things over there in, in the European countries. Let's keep things in that area. I'm not ready to come back to America yet, Bob. Let's kick it over to Scotland. This is some of the finest punk that you can find in Glasgow, from what I hear. The Kimberly Stakes. This one is nothing to think about. One of 11 fantastic tracks on their newest album, Confessions of a Justified Cynic. That was the Kimberly Stakes with nothing to think about. Um, still don't know the, the name reference. Are you smarter than me, Bob? What is nope. the Kimberly Stakes reference? I have on, no man, that's idea. Two in a row. That's why, two in a row. Why? Well, you're you usually good about these. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it means anything. Maybe it's like the last one and you dreamt it up. It could be. It could very well be. I really don't know about the Kimberly Stakes. I just assume there's some kind of reference there. Um, too dumb to get. Um, but I like the name. And uh, the Kimberly Stakes have been kicking around for a while. Um, and I'm really glad that they have a new album out. Uh, they're one of those that I was always looking forward to. Um, I kind of forgot about them, but every once in a while, their song would pop up on Spotify or something like that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, the Kimberly Stakes. When's their new album coming out? So now I don't have to wait anymore. I have 11 new tracks to listen to. All Thank right. you, guys. There you go. You're really... Again, I manifested that one. Manifested I like it? How I, I'm crowding I, up I could your... probably manifest like a world peace or something like that, but no. No. I manifest new music. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, really crowding up your albums of the year, I'd imagine. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be nasty. I got to trim it down to 10, right? <clears throat> That's I, not going to happen. I mean, you've got your honorable mentions. <sighs> honorable. Mm. <sighs> honorable. Um, hey, Robert. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what we haven't really had anything of on this episode? Uh, actual music-wise? Yeah. Have we had any ska? Oh, no. 
We haven't, but thank no. you for pointing that out. It's not going to be ska. <laughs> oh, okay. But no, I don't think we actually have. Mm. Mm, I don't know if I included any, but you know what I did include? What? Some fucking hardcore. <laughs> not surprised. So this next one has uh, a bit of mystery. Uh, I tried to do some research because I don't want to just bring music without telling you guys about them. But I couldn't find a lot about these guys. So I'm going to tell you what I know. You ready, Bob? Get your notebook out. Let me know. Tell me. Okay. These are the facts. They're from Odessa, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. This is their second EP. Mm-hmm. It's self-titled, mm-hmm. and they kick ass. <laughs> All right. Well, That's thank- what I know about them. Thank you. And Oh, and their album is Name Your Price on Bandcamp, so go download it after you listen to this. Here it is. It's Concrete Control with Dull Changes. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Bob. I'm here with Stevie from Clowns. What's up? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. We are here in lovely Long Beach at Alex's Bar, mm-hmm. and it is what the 30th of August. I think so. How yeah, long yeah, have you guys yeah. been in the states? Uh, about 24 hours. 24 hours yeah, for yeah. show in the we states. We flew in yesterday, so I'm feeling a bit jet lagged. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so if I say something that's not funny, it will be funny in like eight hours time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll let you reset. it. Yeah. All right. So you guys just came out with a new album. What? Two months ago? Three months ago? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it came out. You know what? I've totally forgotten. But it was this year. Nature and nurture. Yeah, that's right. And it's your fourth full length. It is cool. Uh, so nature or nurture? What is it? Well, that's a that's a great question, and probably um, too too heavy of a question to fit into fifteen minutes of talking. But I bet we can start. Uh, you know, in a nutshell, I would say it's both of them. Okay. A combination of two. In what way? Uh, it just it depends on the individual. Okay. Yeah, and depends on how harsh the nature of the nurture was from the onset. Yeah. What yeah. made you guys like? What inspired you to write like nature nurture for the album? Is it like the album really deals a lot with nature versus nurture and like? I guess it's just a concept and a debate that we love talking about. Uh-huh. We always, I mean, when you. When you spend 
the majority of your life with sure. four other people yeah. in, in a van traveling the world and not meeting many people, you certainly become subject to a fair amount of cabin fever. Right. And um, one of the, the trails of cabin fever that seems to commonly come up is the discussion of nature and nurture uh-huh. between our band. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just, it, it happened really organically that we wanted to explore the ideas of nature and nurture and the debate of nature and nurture musically. And it also just kind of like spawned off a, a whole lot of branches, I guess, in a, right on. <laughs> um, yeah, like a whole lot of branches that we felt like we could explore creatively. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it, re- it really felt like, uh, you know, writing the entire thing, we didn't, really run out of we, there wasn't any moments where we we're just like oh shit you know like what should we write this sure. song about it really um it really inspired us to continue writing okay yeah were there angles that like you really tried to approach it from a philosophical point of view and argue one idea over the other or was it more about just like life experiences and nature versus nurture playing a role in that well i guess the the whole concept of the record is uh, I mean on the back of the LP and uh-huh. on the labels you'll notice that we've got like a side nature and a side nurture okay. and um, the whole concept of the record is that on side nature we've got five songs and on side, nur- side nurture we've got six songs I okay. think but um, each one of the you know let's just say for example the opening track Bland is the New Black uh-huh. is kind of about why we think punk rock is, is awesome yeah and, you know, fuck every other style of music, you know, your fucking banjo sucks, pick, plug (laughs) plug your guitar in, you know, go to a sick punk show, Um, who cares when anybody thinks, just do whatever the fuck you want. And then on side Nurture, we've got the song Prick, which Uh is supposed to be, I guess they're supposed to be the, the, the hidden message there is that Bland is the new black, is like the ideologies represented within the song are the complete opposite of, um, of the ide- ideologies right. represented in the song Prick. You know, yeah. the song Prick is kind of about that punk dude that everyone fucking knows who plays yeah. in a band and everyone likes their band, but he's a fucking prick. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole because yeah. he ad- adheres to this punk ideology too strongly. You know, like, oh, fuck everybody else except for me. You know, like, fuck every other style of yeah. music except for punk rock. And I guess the interesting thing that we discovered through writing all of these songs and um, writing songs that kind of juxtapose themselves ideologically is that we don't actually disagree um, sure. with either of the notions of the song, despite the fact the two songs kind of clunk heads yeah. ideologically. Are you familiar with uh, Alan Watts? Nope. Alan Watts is like a philosopher. I don't know if he was an American philosopher or not, but uh, he often talked about like black and white and good and evil and things like that yeah. and how they're almost two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. And, really they are ideologies like yeah. does either one of those things even really exist because they're such extremes like life is somewhere in the middle of those yeah totally and, and I, I think that's kind of what you started when you were talking about nature versus nurture like yeah. it is a little bit of both um, but there's just so much gray there you is know, so much gray it's never black so and white I, and I, I guess that's kind of the point that we're trying to make and that we always end up agreeing yeah. on is that it's never black and white sure. there's always gray yeah. Um, I do have to admit, so I am a behavior analyst. Okay. Uh, so outside of like doing shit like this, I don't get paid for this, right? So yeah. for my job, uh, like I got a, a master's degree in psychology and uh, I studied behavior analysis. So I gravitate towards the, the nurture part of it where yeah. it's like we study Pavlov uh, and, and Skinner and like how you raise people. And so I'm like, I'm always drawn to that, but there's some part of it that I can never fully commit to yeah. like the idea that maybe there's no free will or that like, and obviously I know like your nature really 
dictates that. So when, when your conversations lead you down that rabbit hole and someone's like really about like, you know, determinism and it's your, you know, it's the way you're nurtured and you're brought up that really controls things. Like, what do you guys say back to that? Uh, like, because you go back and forth. I would just say like, I'm on your side to the point where I would say that the majority you, you could almost bring back to nurture. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, that's but, what accounts for. But the thing is, is that you can't always bring it back to nurture. You can't. You can't. But there's, if you were there's to raise... always these cases where it's like, it doesn't matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happened in that person's life. You could have never predicted that they would have done such sure. a great thing or such a fucked up thing yeah. or such a. No, I like how thing. you start with like such a great thing because instantly like my head goes to like such a fucked up thing. Yeah, you know? totally. Totally. But it's, but it's all, it's all the same. You know, like some people come out of nothing and mm-hmm. become the greatest people in the world. Yeah. And um, but I think when you talk about the argument of nature versus nurture, we're all, we're always in the back of our mind. You know, we're always talking about dudes who do fucked up shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know, right? So but, I get caught up in like the statistical uh, statistical aspect of it, where it's like if you take a hundred people and raise them to be Buddhist, like ninety of them will be, like ten won't, like you said. And it's like yeah. people get caught up on like, well, how did that happen? But I'm like, like my my training or my experience is like, yeah, but the, like you're forgetting the ninety. Like most of the time, this happens, and so. I don't know. That's where I get caught up on it. Mm. But it's what like made your guys' album interesting to me. I first got into you guys in the last album, which is Lucid. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that came out in two seven, uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. I found it early 2018. I'm like, shit, well, this would have made my albums of the year list had uh-huh. I found it a little bit earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, so what drew me back into you guys in this album was that not only that, um, who's the singer in your band? It's me. That's you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Like. I don't know who does what in the band, right? <laughs> um, I listen through Spotify on most shit, so it's like it's yeah, hard yeah. for me to know who's what and doing what. Um, you've got an amazing fucking voice. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, has anyone ever told you it kind of sounds like Mark from Guttermouth? No. No? Do you no. like Guttermouth or no? Yeah, <laughs> okay. of course. Guttermouth is like my favorite 90s. Like, I like Rancid a lot, but like, yeah, yeah. when I wanted like hard punk, like not poppy punk, Guttermouth okay. was where it was at. Yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. Sure. <laughs> you look like you're taking it as a compliment. <laughs> Dude, it's a rad voice. That's what draws it to me. Like, the, the two bands I love right now are you guys and Pears. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Pears is the other band that has a fucking... He's got such a rad voice. Totally. Did Zach. you hear what he did with uh, Band-Aid Brigade or no? No. Okay, no. so Zach did Band-Aid Brigade with um, Brian Wailstrom. Is that his name? Brian. Brian Wailstrom. He's from Pears? Uh, no, 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 no. Other you know, you got, you got to forgive my punk knowledge. <laughs> because That's my, all right. yeah I, I know heaps about australian music <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go into that uh who what are some australian bands we should check out oh, i mean currently i love the band press club okay they're one of my favorite bands and there's another band called wax uh-huh um it's fun it's so funny like being a band from australia because it there are so many like striking similarities between uh-huh. you know the american scene and the australian scene i yeah. mean in so many ways, Australians and Americans are the same, but we're separated by so much distance. Mm-hmm. But we love all the same things, but we just kind of like create and nurture our own things, yeah. really. Yeah, you guys have your own culture there. And sound. I mean, I have to admit, like, I don't know how many Australian bands I listened to before, like five years ago, but now, like, quite a few. And yeah. I don't know where it came from, but like, you guys got a great scene. My cousin, or sorry, my uh, fiance's cousin, she just got back from living there for a year. She's mm. in Sydney going to school. Um, and I was like, dude, while you're there, go see the Bennies. I don't know if you know the Bennies. Yeah. Oh not. yeah. Know them um, quite well. Oh, yes. do you? Yeah. Yeah. Cool dudes. Or? Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. We, we kind of like the, like clowns and the Bennies kind of like started together. No and way. I think that we've probably played 
Like, I mean, I guess we, that we, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, our drummer used to live with Auntie, the singer. Oh, okay. And Hell we've yeah. we have played so many fucking gigs with the Bennies. Yeah. It's out of control. I was trying to convince her to go to the 420 show they had. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, they do do one of them every year. <laughs> Smoke sounds weed. like a good time. <laughs> you know, if you like doing that, uh, that's yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> who else? Night Gaunts. Do you remember those guys? Who? Night Gaunts. Nah. So they were around, I don't even know if they're still around or not, but uh, one of my old bands played with them probably five or six years ago, and they were kind of like um, the dude from Leftover Crack. Duh. Did you ever listen to Leftover Crack? Yep. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not thinking Leftover Crack. Sorry, Choking. Oh choking my God. Victim. No, No Cash. There okay. we go. Yeah. MC Devlin, he started this oh. band. Uh, um, dude, my mind is totally blanking on me. I want to say, oh, Mad Conductor. There we go. Mm-hmm. And and so it was like this crack rock steady, like more like ska, reggae, horns put into it. And so Night Gaunts were like that. Days and Days actually did, I think, a split with them and an LP mm-hmm. um, uh, or did a few cover songs off of it. But um, yeah, I'm surprised you hadn't heard of them because that was, Night I Gaunts. think, one of the first ones that I heard of. There you go. Yeah. Well, what an excellent knowledge of music you have, Bob. <laughs> I try to. They, they're playing some Ricky Martin in the background. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> do you know Ricky Martin? Like, <laughs> do I know Ricky Martin? <laughs> yeah. Personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Ricky Martin. I love, do you like, really? Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Have you? I, I listened to his whole back catalog recently. Do you know Ricky Martin is one, is one of the only artists, I really admire this about him, he's one of the only artists in the world and who's massive that has two self-titled records, Okay. except his first self-titled record came out before he had broken into like the worldwide mainstream, yeah. and it's all sung in Spanish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Ricky Martin's great. That whole, that whole era of Puerto Rican pop was huge. <laughs> For me. I'm that surprised was you know that. But. Oh, all of that? <laughs> no, I just I I like Ricky Martin. I think he's really great. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not all of it. Just the bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Him you and and Medulla, I think, was his um, boy band before Ricky Martin wrote to frame. Yeah. What are some it. other like? What were you just listening to uh, before you got here? I'm gonna just open my Spotify. That would be great. I would love tell to you see it. because I'm really bad at recalling like information that just happened yeah but i can tell you like a, a crazy fact about ricky martin yeah. out of nowhere that's fantastic um uh, <laughs> let's figure it out uh what have i been listening to on spotify recently oh the meeps meeps i don't know if i've ever heard of them <laughs> i've never heard of them either i just thought it was a funny <laughs> band name so i clicked on it that happens um though, right? let's have a look yeah uh oh pears yeah <laughs> the meeps awesome. pears and clowns all right my favorite nice. band You're just listening to yourself yeah, on the totally. way over here it's good well actually i've been listening to heaps of clowns not just because we're an amazing band but also because um before we came here we played our entire back catalog in full at uh-huh. four different shows okay and uh, oh i think i saw something about that yeah actually. yeah yeah it was kind of like a little initiative of ours called keeping the dive alive where uh-huh. we just wanted to play like a bunch of small rooms the kinds of rooms that we started out in uh-huh. to i don't know inject a bit of beer sales into the pubs yeah. um, during the winter in Melbourne because it gets pretty cold there. Do you there. feel like they're a lot different when you play those types of shows? Like, do you like the energy better? Do you prefer it? Or like, eh, it's all right. I love it. Yeah. I love going back to doing stuff like that. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, the band over the years has grown. And right. we're more accustomed now, I guess, to like a bigger stage or playing yeah. the festivals. But there's nothing like playing a club show. Yeah. Nothing like playing a show to a hundred people and I'm on the ground the entire set. I mean, especially it's how when we started, like, you know? now you guys are so big that people like really want to come and see you and they're coming just for you, right? Yeah. Like, the energy is probably even better now. It's really you. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But then what, what have we got? You know this band Private Function? I don't. You've got to check them out. Okay. They are, they are A plus yeah. Australian punk rock. All right. At its, Good. At its finest. Hilarious. That's... Irreverent. Yeah fast yeah great that's a nice recommendation yeah um how did you guys get on fat records 
Um, it was pretty. It was pretty organic. Um, I mean, there was no magic. I mean, key. you're across an ocean, though. Like, yeah, totally. You know, what, what was it? Did Mike see you guys somewhere? Did no. someone suggest it uh, to him? Or? I think we just. I mean, we've toured Europe like six times now, uh-huh. and I guess you know the music of like the music that we already made and the music that a lot of their bands make is quite synonymous. Mm-hmm. So we always found ourselves like on festival bills with like Pears or Bad Cop uh-huh. or Get Dead or whoever. And uh, I mean, we ended up playing with No Effects at a. Um, at a club show in Germany in Lindau in 2016 and sure. we just kind of became f- like friends with a lot of the people within yeah. the community and the family like there was never a master plan to try and get on the record right label um, but I think it just kind of happened organically and I ended up I met up with Aaron and Vanessa from Fat in Australia last September mm-hmm. at like some big bullshit music conference that we have there it's like basically our South by Southwest okay um, and we were just chatting and stuff and I just told them that we were making a new record and they wanted to hear it. I sent it to them. They said they put it out Yeah. and that was kind of it. Yeah. There wasn't any like, you know, there was, wasn't any, you know, bags of cash left under the oak tree <laughs> kind of thing. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. So no secret handshakes, yeah. nothing like that. It was, yeah. it was totally organic and pretty stoked about it too, because yeah. now, I mean, now we're here. Seems like more people are listening to us in the States and sure. hopefully it's gonna, open up a few more doors for us yeah awesome that's yeah. uh that's really cool so um have you got to meet mike then or no i've met him a couple times but i not, at, not i wouldn't since. say that i know him yeah okay, so not totally. since you guys like got signed see i don't know how it works like i've played music for yeah. most of my life but never like gone touring and never been signed with a record label yeah. and stuff and so he seems like of, a cool dude well, i met i met him like twice we played my other band i played in this joke band called dad religion uh-huh and um we toured with no effects i um, was with a couple of dudes from like friends of rum and body jar uh-huh. if you know those bands i was gonna say um, dad religion actually sounds like i think a shirt i've seen somewhere oh yeah like, yeah okay. and we totally just ripped off the bad religion yeah. logo but oh, yeah. instead Why of a crucifix you? it's a dick a cock and balls <laughs> but very highbrow humor yes um but yeah i mean i met him then and met him in lindau and stuff but yeah i mean honest yeah i, I don't i don't really know him Okay. It's funny because people keep asking me. Yeah. You know, like since he joined Fat, like, oh, what's Fat Mike like? I'm like, I don't know. He seems cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen lots of videos of him. Has your guys' band changed at all, like since then, like as far as recognition goes? I know you said, like, okay, you're here now and you're playing, but like back where you're from, I mean. Well, I mean, we didn't write the record to sound like it was going to be released on Fat, and yeah. I and I think in a lot of aspects, and a lot of people have been saying that, oh, this band is great, but they're not exactly your typical Fat band. I mean, um, they've got pairs. Like, there are definitely some I mean, similarities. Yeah. I think that I weird. think the especially with Nature Nurture, what yeah. starts to differ is, like, you guys get a little experimental, especially towards the end of the album. Like, there's a lot of slower, like, prettier totally. parts. It's really fun. I think it... I don't think it sounds that weird to be on the record label at all. But that's, like, a that's a comment that we've been getting a lot. I guess it's just if it doesn't fit the T, you know? Like Yeah, um, totally. But I don't know. I always But I prefer... think that they've been really... Like, especially... I've always thought that Fat have been have done really well at, like, not sticking to the formula. I mean, sure. like, back in the 90s, you know, all of some of the greatest punk bands yeah. 
uh, were on Fat Records and it, it definitely seemed like there was a bit more of a sound. Yeah. But I feel like they've done a really good job at adapting to, um, you know, newer genres. I mean, if you listen to like Get Dead and Bad Cop yeah. and Pears uh-huh. and Us and they're, they're all so different. Yeah, You know, I think, it, I think it's pretty unfair for people to say that <laughs> we're, the, we're the sore thumb, I, we're the dog's balls <laughs> of Fat Records. I mean, whatever, whatever makes people listen to the record. That's funny. Shit, did you guys uh, record the new album yourselves or did you get it done somewhere? Yeah, we did it at the same studio and with the same producer that we did the last two. Okay, as so well. you guys don't do any of the tracking or anything. Nah, like that. no way. That's a world of that's a world that I'm completely. I know, but some people of. do it. And some it's people just, do. It's They're, fucking crazy. Yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, I wish I could. But I mean, we've made four records now, and I have not touched the mis- mixing desk well, at all. It's nice. We just found like ma- the perfect person. Yeah. To, so that when we're playing a guitar, we were like, okay, yeah, now we want this bit to kind of go like, wee, 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 and yeah. he. He knows. Does he give input himself? Like, I'm like, hey, guys, I think you should do this. Or, like, maybe repart this, yeah. repeat this a little bit more. Yeah. Or yeah. sometimes we'll just track it and we'll just be like, you know what we want it to sound yeah. like. And we come back and we're like, you almost got it. We just want you to make the drums go a little bit more. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, right. And he just says. He speaks your language. Yeah. Clicking. And then, holy shit. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, on our first record, we worked with a dude called Lindsey Gravina. And he's great. He's like an Australian legend. He's made so many of some of the greatest Australian punk records, but we didn't quite have the same chemistry yeah. um, with him in that regard. Great dude, but, yeah. you know, we would say to him, you know, like, oh, you know, we want the we want the bass to be like, do, 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 and then the bass would come back like, clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Some people, I, I've <laughs> been recording with a guy like that, and it's just he's more concerned about making it sound clean than making it sound like how yeah. the music is supposed to sound totally. and feel live. And so the feeling just—that's what some people across. want too. I know, but like when the producer's idea takes over, like it's your band and your music, like it yeah. should sound like what you want it to sound like. Yeah, yeah, like totally. You want to get the feeling and the emotion across that you were intending. Totally. For people to hear. So. I think it's all just, it's all to do with chemistry. Yeah. Honestly, sure. like we've got a really good chemistry with the dude who made Nature Nurture and Lucid and Bad Blood. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, you know, we, we had considered going to a different studio with for Nature Nurture and yeah. for the, for the new music that we're writing now that we don't really have anything in the pipeline. We've thought about it, but we just, we can't do it because yeah. we're so happy with those last three records and they all sound so different, right. you know, as well. Like we don't want to create the same record and yeah. we haven't created the same record. I know, that's what's really been fun with you guys. It's like, yeah. uh, again, like, well, especially with this new album, you guys are like really putting some pretty parts in there and some like nice, like trippy guitar lines where I'm listening to it. And I mean, especially on the, uh, why did you guys uh, not open with nature? You ended with nurture. I'm like, I feel like it would just like have like. Yeah, I wanted to do that, oh, okay. but it's just not an opening track. Yeah, I. We we had it's Bland so is the new black. when you're attached to your own music because I heard it. I'm like, this totally could be an opener. I mean, not yeah. that Bland is the new black isn't an opening track, but like, I'm like, this totally could have worked. Yeah, you know what? It probably could have, and it probably should have, um, but it didn't. I just like cool shit like that, you know. Yeah. And I'm glad that you at least thought of it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Feel better. We just thought we just heard Bland is the new black when yeah. we wrote it, and we're like, oh, that's definitely the opener. Yeah, like, there's no way that's not the opener. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, hey, I know we got to wrap this up soon, but I'm curious, like, do you do this full time or when you get back, do you have like a job or a side gig that you do? I mean, I certainly do it full time. Yeah. At the expense of all kinds of other <laughs> um, careers that I've had. At the moment, music is my only job. Okay. So, and cool. we also run a record label and a booking agency back home called Damaged. Okay. Um, so that's like a bit of money here and there, a bit of money from playing gigs. How do you run a record label? Like, what, what is it that you're doing? Uh, well, we basically just find other Australian bands that we like. We're basically we're basically just taking the business model that Fat 
um, did uh-huh. in the 90s and just doing it in Australia. But I thought Mike started like recording the bands himself with that. Like, so what, are you guys just like giving them money to record and like kind of like buying uh, the band or something? No, or? we're just, you know, we, we don't touch the creative side of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, we just kind of, if we like a band, um, we just start booking them tours. Oh, okay. We put them on the, put them on the agency, basically. Yeah. Um, and we also bring bands out. Like recently, Damage brought out TSOL. Uh-huh. And we had um, uh, Coffin, who is a band that our guitarist Jared books for. Uh-huh. Like we put them on for the whole tour. So we kind of sure. do stuff like that. We're starting to dabble into records. Um, like Nature Nurture was the first release in Australia uh-huh. um, Fat have it everywhere else in the world okay. but Australia and New Zealand is where Damaged is kind of taking control so that means you're like essentially trying to find record stores and stuff that will carry it and put it out for you yeah like we've got a distro deal so okay. we just we're basically just A&R people for the do people you, do you have do plans for to us. like get other records released oh yeah totally where, it's what's a, coming up it's a slow burn uh it's just it's classified information. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like we, it's it's a slow burning process, yeah. but it's definitely you know, it's definitely something that we're getting into. Do you think it's something that'll really take off, and you find that like you want to put your time into? Or? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm already putting my time into it, despite the fact it's not taking off as fast I, as I thought. But <laughs> could it, could you see it becoming something that you probably in ten years from now you're putting more time into than clowns? Uh, I hope so. Really? Uh, or I hope I hope it just sort of continues to I mean, grow. It, it seems you like know, it would like, be fun. Yeah, I mean, clowns. It. it is a, has been a bit of like a funny project especially within Australia because everything that we've done has been like so outside of the music industry realm yeah. you know like we were just a DIY band yeah. who we gained fans from just playing shitloads of gigs uh-huh. and a lot of the time in Australia bands don't really play shitloads of gigs and get right. big because of that like right. a lot some do yeah. but most get big from uh, through other avenues yeah um, but we've always tried to be like very true, like DIY I mean, organic fan base, music, and though, that's right? what we want to do with the agency as well as kind of just show people that you know if you want to gain a fan base, if you want to pull 400 people in Brisbane, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, like you don't have to just get big on this blog or big yeah. on this whatever yeah. other media source. You can just play heaps of gigs yeah. and look. If you're a sick band who sounds like TSOL, we'll put you onto a TSOL. <laughs> yeah. And like soon enough, yeah, the record label is is getting off its feet now. We've we've only done Nature Nurture earlier in the year, but the plan is next year we're going to start putting out our yeah. band's records. And you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's not really a money thing either. It's just that I mean, we've definitely forged a career out of honing in on punk rock, but it's more about just creating like a bit of a community about the music and especially it's the same all around the world you know like punk music heavy music in general never gets the same amount of love as um, pop music or whatever the flavor of the month is and i guess you know we just want to support and um harbor the i guess the punk community because punk never dies that's the other that's the other (laughs) thing that's that's funny about it no matter what the flavor of the month is punk always people always go to punk shows it just depends if like 20 people go or 200 people go how old are you uh 27 oh okay so i'm a little bit older than you i'm 34 and i like when i was in high school listening to punk i'm like ah the music's changing like punk's going away and then like bands like you guys and bands like pairs and and stuff i find them like fuck it's here and, and it's like just the same if not better in a lot of respects you yeah. know like because now instead of getting the same album over and over and over I'm getting like different albums and yeah. progressions because like that kind of goes along with some of the modern 
aspects of music these days that punk rock does seem to be adopting. Is like, yeah. You got to evolve a little bit. You can't just release the same record yeah. over and over, which punk bands used to do. Yeah, so. totally. But they only, I feel like they only used to do it for like a, for a brief period. Like there was a period there in the late 90s, early 2000s where like all the bands kind of sound the same. They were all huge. Sure. Right. But that was, that was really only a brief time of punk rock. Yeah. I mean, before that, you know who who was your biggest punk bands? I mean, there's fucking it was all metal in the early '90s, but the '80s is fun because you get these weird offshoots that like never got big. But like, you ever listen to Gorilla Biscuits? Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. they're like one of, of the course. most underrated. But you say, of course, but like, I don't ever see anyone with like Gorilla Biscuit shirts yeah. or like patches or this and that. Like, they're such an underrated, amazing band. But it's totally. just there was so much shit going on, like yeah. that was weird and different. It was but it's fun. just it's just funny that. I I just feel like at that moment in time there was like this really golden period where like punk was sort of it it kind of was the flavor of the month yeah you know and it's and also, that, that's kind of why all these massive punk bands came out of nowhere and yeah. then also the you know like epitaph and fat and stuff also exploded due to that because yeah. because there was just this huge wave of popularity in punk which sure. eventually came down a little bit punk never died but. Um, but you know, I feel like at the moment it's like garage music, especially in Australia. Um, it's it's experiencing like a huge explosion in popularity. What do you mean by garage music? Do you mean like like DIY like sound? No, or do you like mean more like the bands. I mean, the biggest like current Australian uh-huh. bands in my eyes at the moment is like the Chats and like Amel and the Sniffers. And okay, yeah. Um, in Australia too, there's bands like Skegs and June Rats, and they're huge. You know, like yeah. they like. They're all my buddies, and I've met yeah. all these people before, and they just played this, like they loved g- garage music, yeah. honing on their craft, and then all of a sudden, it's like everyone in Australia is just like horny as for garage music, and yeah. lucky them, you know, <laughs> because they play. And I think these... the chats were just out here like a month ago or something. Totally, yeah, totally. I mean, the chats, <clears throat> the chats is such a phenomenon to me, and I love. I've loved watching their explosion because yeah. people always talk about, you know, releasing the right song at the right time and like honing in on the market or so whatever that, that makes, but <clears throat> the right song was the song Smoko uh-huh. and the right time was the moment that they pressed upload onto yeah. their YouTube page. Yeah. You know, like there was no, like, it's so awesome that that could yeah. happen, that, a, that three kids from the Sunshine Coast can just make this garage song and great song, but they can make this garage song record it you know in their house or at their friend's studio or whatever Uh put it online and it explodes and becomes massive right and like now the power has been taken away you know because in the 90s or whatever that would have to be like a major label or whatever that like injects it into the market at at the right time but now a band can just kind of like put it on youtube sure and kablamo yeah it's huge because everyone loves garage music yeah everyone's paying attention at the right time that's awesome and um yeah i guess i guess you know to bring this full circle that's you know, we're not expecting to have a Smoko or like an Amel and the Sniffers on Damaged mm-hmm. anytime soon. What but, are you looking for? Oh, just sick punk music. Is it? Does it more have to do with like friendship and camaraderie? So, do you know Wiretap Records? They have like Problem Daughter and they have Burnt Tapes. Nah, um, I, don't okay. know. I don't know it's, shit. I mean, it's local to Los Angeles. They're yeah. just kind of starting off. So, um, I mean, I got to interview him and like that was kind of one of my questions. Like, how do you choose? Because for me, it seems like, dude, I've been in so many bands and like we might make decent music, but we fucking fight and break up. And it seems like if I were to run some, I would want to come and watch and see how they interact. And like, mm. am I going to like really help this band out and they're just going to fucking kill each other and implode in three years? Like, seems like a waste of my time. Do you look at that at all? Or is it more just, um, no, 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 because that's just going to happen regardless. Yeah. And 
that shit kind of that shit happens so far under the radar like unless you're a manager who's like been with the band for a long time I feel yeah. like a lot of bands are really good at making Hiding it look it. like yeah. they're all happy and they're, they're right. on tour and oh my god look we're in we're wherever and then you know all of a sudden it implodes from the sure. inside and I don't think that you can look at that you know I I think that I just don't think you need to look that hard into yeah. it if the, if a band's recorded a good record mm-hmm. and you like it yeah and you yeah. like it you can put it out yeah. on your record label and we can book a tour for it I mean now I'm talking about myself but <laughs> you can book a tour for it yeah. and um, sometimes that thing happens where yeah. a whole bunch of people love it all at once sometimes nobody likes it sometimes they kind of hit a little bit yeah but it's we're not we're not looking at that at all you know we're just yeah. kind of like is this band good sweet let's put it out awesome let's book a tour Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for your time. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you That's right. I've got to, yeah, I've, I've got to start getting ready. Right. But this was a great chat. I appreciate it. I'd man. love to stay longer, but I've got to play cool. a show. Thank you very <laughs> much. I appreciate it. Hey, no worries, dude.
That was Nature from Melbourne, Australia, from Bob's new friends, Clowns. New Good friend. Job, new friend. One friend. Well, yeah, new friend. And yes. yeah, the rest of them probably wouldn't like you. You're right. I, I thought they would like me, but they didn't want to come interview, I guess. I didn't know. <laughs> I was ready. I had four mics. Yeah, yeah, your your quadrupus. Mine only has two mics. We should have should have meandered on over towards the Ricky Martin cover band and uh, interviewed them. Got them in on the interview with us. <laughs> if you remember the Ricky Martin playing in the background, that was great. Yes, Ricky Martin. Um, yeah, and he, well, he I forget the name of the band he said he was in, but it was wrong. It was uh, the band was Menudo was the actual. Uh, Mexican boy band, I think it is. <laughs> uh, there's another little factoid for you. Menudo. Not one that um, anybody needs. Uh, yes, so that was uh, from their new album, Nature Nurture, via Fat Records. Um, absolutely face-melting album. Yeah, that's a good uh, album. Definitely on my albums of the year list. Me too. Definitely near the top. And you were totally wrong about the opening track. That was the perfect one. So. Uh, I'm I just the name of it, nature and nurture. You open with nature, you close with nurture and that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, yeah. So they came through Denver here after they played in LA, uh, or Long Beach, I guess. Um, they came through Denver here and I got my ass utterly kicked in that pit trying to take pictures, Bob. You would have been <laughs> laughing your ass off. One of my Wait, friends. Did they not in, have a photo uh, pit or what? No, of course not. No, it was at Streets. of oh, okay. It's like a little dive bar. Um, uh, I, one of my buddies in one of the opening bands said he saw me just get leveled one time because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention my to camera. my surroundings. <laughs> yeah, it was. I know I bashed up my shoulder or my elbows pretty good because I would land on them and not my camera. Uh, didn't I see a broken camera lens from you recently? Mm-mm. No? No, not me. Oh, all right. One of my other photographer friends. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, but that was a fun one. Yeah, I was definitely bruised up. I got uh, some bruised ribs. Uh, fucked me up a little bit for a couple of weeks. When you get older, these things tend to hurt you a little bit. Yeah, I definitely stayed out of the pit at that show. I got a backpack full of recording equipment. I'm not going to get my ass kicked and break a yeah. $400, $300 charger yeah. or stupid I had, recorder. I had like $3,000 worth of camera gear. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, it's the nature of the business. It was fun. Yeah. It was a great show. Yeah. I got some pretty good pictures. Check them out on yeah. Instagram. Um, all right. Let's keep on moving with some music. Let's stay in that hemisphere. Our next <laughs> one comes to us from Johannesburg, South Africa. This one's some good old crusty anarcho folk punk. This is my shit, Bob. This is what gets me hard. My dick just <laughs> jumped a little bit. Okay. That's hard to do in your age, so this must be some good stuff. <laughs> your mom seems to do the trick. Oh, but, uh, This one is all these wasted nuts with I benefited from apartheid.
That was I benefited from apartheid from all these wasted nuts. Um, although I guess I didn't benefit from apartheid. I benefited <laughs> from slavery. <laughs> Same idea, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Uh huh. I guess. Uh, I guess we all benefit from something. Uh, uh, but that you... was from the uh, album Electric Dreams, which came out last year, and has a little bit of a Chris Burroughs sound to it, in my opinion. Which Bob just doesn't know. He has a blank stare on his face. You no, know what Chris Burroughs is. I'm trying to look up or think of all these wasted nuts meaning, right? Like, what does all these wasted nuts mean? Like, we should probably do this before the show. No, We've, no, no. no like I'm not looking it up. One. I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, like what does uh, all these wasted nuts mean? Does it mean like they wasted a bunch of nuts, like jerking off? Like they could have been babies? Does it mean like they spilled their beer nuts? I'm going to go with the first one. I couldn't imagine it meaning anything else other than just like wasted masturbation. So you think it's it's a a jerking off reference? Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, I would, I would trust your opinion. You seem to be a professional (laughs) on the topic. (laughs) Uh, Funny. (laughs) I try to be Bob. I try to counteract your dullness. Uh Um, All right. Let's keep this train a moving. Uh, this next one is from our very good friends, Friendly Fire, down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they released a three-track EP last year, which was super cool. I think we uh, played a song. Uh, but they also just released their debut full-length. Uh, this one is off of that album. It's called Terminal Wonderlust.
from the flaccid penis of America, that was Friendly Fire with Terminal Wonderlust. Really good guys down there. They sent uh, they sent me a care package. I think I passed some uh, stickers and stuff along to you. You did? Uh, yeah. I've got yep. tons of stickers from you. Um, I always share. I think I had this thought last time because uh, we had them on when we tried to do 18.0, the original. But Friendly Fire should play with pew, pew, pew. I think that'd be a great tune. Yes. You did say that. Yeah, I thought the and exact same so, thing this time. So clever, you thought to mention it again. No, really I just job. can't help but think it when I see Friendly Fire, I think of Pew Pew Pew. Let's put it together. Make it happen. Let's. Uh, we're going to work on that. Yeah. Guys, hit us up. We're going to make this happen. Let's manifest uh, that. Bob's going to fund it. I'm going to manifest. I'm not funding shit. <laughs> I told Bobby he should come to Denver. Last year he came to Denver for uh, New Year's. I told him he should come again. He said, I can't afford it. I bought a house. I said, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of My it. My advice, sell it. Then right? I could go to Denver like 28 times. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a lot more fun than having like a roof? Over your <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Jesus. It'd be a lot colder. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot colder. Um, all right. Uh, let's do another song. This is normally would be the last song, but we're going to play another one after this since um, since it's our fucking show and we want to. That's How about true. that? Yeah, we just do what we want. Uh, this next one, uh, also from Spain. Uh, this one uh, is quite a bit harder than the last uh, Spanish band we played, <laughs> uh, but it's good in a nice, grimy way, and they've got a great name. Depopulation Department with the track Wounds of War. <laughs> Oh, you got to love that crusty, deep beat Spanish shit. Oh, that one just gets into your veins. Makes you want to punch people, doesn't it, Bob? It's another band you could try to go see if you would go to Spain. Ah, maybe they could try and play it. 
let's start a list and we'll see if they'll put on a show and I'll schedule my travel plans around that show. Just for you. Depopulation department. I think, uh, I think it's about time somebody opens one of those up actually though. Right. I think you're just the man to do it. Uh, um, that sounds a little bit Hitlerish to me, but a little bit. Uh, let's see. So, uh, these guys, uh, like I mentioned, they're from Spain. They say they're a super group. I couldn't find uh, any information on what bands they're from. So I'm sure the listeners can tell us. Uh, but that was from, uh, their debut EP. Uh, life kills was the name of it. The name of the song was wounds of war. All right. Lovely, lovely music. And now, uh, Bob. Yes. So I decided we were going to play a little bit of extra music, and uh, I thought it prudent, given the fact that you released a new song, that we play one from Sleepy Valley. Oh, thanks, AP. Bob's band. Thanks. From, uh, from Sleepy Valley, yes. too, right? Yes. Well, yeah, uh, Not all of you guys are from there, right? Just Well, it's a very, it's like a town within a town. Um, it's like a portion of a town um and so uh only one person is from there and i don't even know if it was actually from there um one person lives like i mean the town itself is only like a mile long so the next person lives about a mile from there and uh i live like five miles from there so yeah we're not from there but that's where we rehearsed and can we say that you guys are the real sleepy valley uh is there another sleepy valley didn't you say there was I don't I thought know. you told me that. I know there is another deadly rhythm. Maybe there is another Sleepy Valley. I, Dude, yeah. my mind, this last year has fucking melted my mind, and I don't even know what I'm thinking or doing anymore. Yeah, so. welcome to adulthood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that uh, you had told me before that there was another band named Sleepy Valley. Well, when I search Sleepy Valley on Spotify nowadays to listen to my music or see if it's on there or rehearse for one of our shows, I don't see it, so maybe there is, maybe there is not. Maybe oh, they good. changed their name. Maybe we scared them. Maybe, yeah. They didn't want to be associated with some uh, band <laughs> bad, bad enough to include you. Oh, I can't what? believe. I'm glad they put you in the back. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right. Let's play this one uh, from the new 10-track LP, which was released in November. Uh, this is Sleepy Valley with Cling to Dust.
name of the album is Long Bright Dark. The name of the track is Cling to Dust. The name of the band, Sleepy Valley, who has my all-time favorite drummer in it. Well, when he takes his shirt off. Don't take your shirt off when you play drums, dude. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it. No, especially nowadays. Now I'm now I'm chubby. I speak but, for everybody. But I used to not be. It used to be nice. A nice, <laughs> nice hairy nice. washboard. <laughs> and you look like animal. Yeah. Like animal back there banging yeah. away on your damn drums. Fat animal. Um, all right, Bob. Well, that does it. Well, thanks for what playing. What are we going to do? Thanks for playing my band. Yeah, dude. Thanks for making fucking music that I can play on uh, our shitty podcast. Yeah, I hope you uh, enjoy the album and listen to it and find a song or two that you like and go, oh, wow, Bob can play music actually a little bit. Uh, I like Cling to Dust. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, well. So uh, I've already found one that I like. Thank you very much. It is. It is the song we played, so I'm glad you like it. Uh, What are we doing next episode, buddy? Next episode, as mentioned, will be albums of the year. Oh, shit. That's right. And we can't do it until January because Bob hates it when I do it early. It's not fair. Because the song might come out on January 31st. It's not fair. No, some might have come out this week and you're not going to have enough time to work it in. Like, you know, really we should do it two or three months afterwards so it gets a fair chance. Uh, Really, we should be doing albums of the decade, Bob. We could do that. Well, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't either. Um, But uh, I did the Spotify year wrapped. I don't know if you did that. And my artist of the decade was Joyce Manor. And every top, my top five songs of the decade were all Joyce Manor songs. (laughs) So apparently um, I'm obsessed. I went to try and do that and it wouldn't, it said, oops, we've encountered a problem. Huh. I wonder. wonder It it, It would be propaganda. Yeah, um, I wonder why I wouldn't let you do that. Maybe because it's under my account. I don't know. No, nah, it should still know. let you do it. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really sweating it. Like I said, I could tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, propaganda. There you go. I listened to that a bunch. I know. I could. I could have told you that, but I was surprised. Uh, I don't know if it was this year or of the decade. Primus was number three for me, or number four. Ooh. I don't know if you're a Primus oh. fan. You don't like Primus? No. At all? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit wrong with me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is true. I figured Rage Against the Machine would be up there, but it wasn't. They were one of my number ones last year. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It'd probably be uh, a lot of uh, propaganda and, uh, I don't know, Mad Caddies and Banner Pilot. Yeah. Everybody loves, everybody loves Banner Pilot. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, that you like Mad Caddies that much, that it would be the number number two up there uh, it's, it's probably up there i'd say top five uh the the um dirty rice album is uh probably like one of my all-time chill albums wow. i'll put that on cool uh in between like all my thrashy and crusty bullshit well that's really cool they were a big part of that uh documentary we talked about too the pick it up yeah Scott they were it was great seeing them yep almost as good as your interview a, a few months back uh, it was better in my opinion because it was a hour and forty five minute movie, including tons <laughs> of different bands. But we talked about stuff other than ska music, so that was different. That's and right, fun. But this was like, yeah. Anyways, we don't need to go back to that. Yes, no, we don't. No. Um, but we can keep moving it forward. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this motherfucker. 
You like that? Put a bow on it. Let's in put a bow on it. Of, yep. In celebration of Xmas. Um, I, I was going to say I saved the best for last, but that's not really true. I saved one of the best for the last. Uh, let's say uh, one of my favorite of this episode for last um, from one of my favorite bands. I'm so glad they came back with a new album. Uh, Pittsburgh Punks Danvers uh, just released, uh, I believe this is their second full length. Uh, name of this one is How Did It Ever Come to This? Uh, these guys have been uh, pretty friendly uh, via social media. They're, I don't think they're um, big enough to quite start touring yet. Maybe now. Uh, uh, I hope so because I so. love them. Yeah, and I've never met them, but I, I feel like I've met them. I feel like we're pretty good friends uh, via social media. So hopefully they come through. Um, but I talked to uh, Lee, the lead vocalist, just asking him because I told him I was going to play one of the songs. And I had actually asked him if I could play it prior to the album being released uh-huh. and it was originally recorded, but now it's out everywhere. So you can listen to it all you want. Um, but I asked Lee kind of about it and he said, uh, that, um, this song specifically has more of an emo vibe, uh, a vibe. No, this, uh, sorry. The album has more of an emo vibe to it this time around. Yeah. Uh, but fret not the average beats per minute are even higher than the last record. Uh, he also said that he was stoked uh, for this song specifically to put his trombone skills to use. So uh, that's why I picked it, because he's very proud of his trombone skills. And I thought that it sounded perfect for the song. <laughs> you know, you get a lot of trombones and stuff in ska, but very yeah. rarely do you hear a song with just a trombone in yeah. there. So I thought it fit perfectly, and that's why I chose it to close it out. Uh, This one, again, is from Danvers off of the new LP. How did it ever come to this? The name of the track is Blue Streak 1938. Play that shit, Bob. Until next time, comrades, be safe. Adios.
sentiment In the shelf I placed it on Memorized lines to the dead This indecision now He's drawn his holding now The frame's right with the pictures on